What's going on, guys? What? Two podcasts in the same day? That's yes, crazy, sir. isn't it, Chris? Holy shit. Yeah, man. It Anyways. So had to re-up. Had to re-up. Had to get it going. This is Trill Pod. I'm John J. II. I'm here with Chris Platty. You guys already know. It's it's like it's getting redundant at this point. <laughs> um, but, you know, we love cutting it up here in the booth. You know, we said, we said screw it. Let's throw, let's throw two at them in one day. Yeah, let's do let's it. Let's do it. Let's do it, man. The grind don't stop. We the got, grind never stops. We got more. We got more in the tuck. But how well, you doing? How you feeling, man? I'm feeling pretty good, man. You know, despite everything that's been going on, I'm feeling pretty good. We won't get into yeah. details. Uh, but yeah, it's it's been a good day. Uh, I can't complain. Well, How's your week looking, man? Man, my week's my week's looking good. Uh, you know, just uh, outside of the thing that you know that we we won't discuss on here because that's uh that's some off air stuff, but. Other than that, man, uh, everything's going great. Everything's going smooth, man. And uh, you know, I see, I see the moves you're making, the level up. Uh, you wanna, you wanna announce that to the listeners. Tell them, tell them that you step, stepped your game up. That you took this shit to another level. Let's, let's hear it. Yeah, yeah. So we're, uh, I was, I was gonna save it to the end, but you know, we'll, we'll hit them with it uh, early on. Flex so on them early. I'm gonna flex on them early. Do the John Wall a little bit. Um, but yeah, Trill Pod will be. And I repeat, will be after, probably after this podcast is over and all uploaded, uh, being streamed on Spotify, which is a big deal for us. Yes, sir. Um, Round of applause. Yeah, yeah. We'll save it for that. We'll give you guys some time to clap. We appreciate it. Um, I think this is a long time coming. I think uh, the more I branch out and the more I kind of express my podcast and kind of put it out there more. And I think last night's podcast actually really reminded me to do this. Um, is just to really compare and really compile your streams, yeah, uh, and compile the uh, the outlets you're putting your streams out at, uh, and and just like the different different platforms is huge. So yeah. the more platforms you can get on, uh, the better off you'll be in the long run, and just exposure is everything. Yeah, man, hundred uh, percent. I'm glad you're doing it. It's a dope thing. I remember. I appreciate when it, man. I remember when I leveled up to Spotify. Um, that was like that was like a, a year ago, probably. So it was like it was fairly recently. I was five, about five, four or five years into podcasting before I got on Spotify. They were kind of dicks to me at first, but you know, now that I'm on there, I can't complain. So right, yeah, it's 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 really cool and it's really amazing to see uh, just the leveling. I up think in they're the, the future. Like I like I talked I about so on too, the pod. Yeah. A lot of people are on Spotify, so yeah, especially it's either that or Apple Music. And with Apple Music, you already get uh, all the podcasts and everything through there through iTunes. So. Yeah. But um, level ups are great. Yeah, actually, they should, you know, because they don't technically have it all on one app like Spotify does. I definitely think Apple Music should do that. I think they should just merge the podcast app with it, hundred percent. They should. They should just make. They should just one make one app, just like it is on the on the desktop. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Just call it iTunes. Just have everything within that. You know, podcasts, music, videos. Everything on there. Hey, the you have Apple store, Music. Yeah, yeah Apple Music. Yeah, shit. Throw the App Store in there too. I mean, just make it simple with one app. I feel like that makes it a lot easier on developers too. Mm-hmm. Um, when you do that too, and kind of integrate it with one, and it'll make your uh, home screen look a lot cleaner too. Yeah, and it's it's probably the only thing that would probably hold that up is the servers, maybe because there's like a lot of That's traffic true on too. podcasts, and there's a lot of traffic on Apple Music, and there's yeah. a lot of traffic on the iTunes Store. And so they might like, want to split up the you know the storage space of that because it might be a yeah. pretty big app too if it has all these different things encompassed within it. They should still do that. Yeah, for sure. But Apple take notes. Yeah, Apple take notes from this. us. We'll take the check. <laughs> yeah, we'll take the bag. Um, but yeah, today I got a really important uh, topic that I really want to talk about and want to go in depth with and dive into. 
uh, just inspirations. What gives you inspiration to, let's just start out with content creation. I know we touched on that a lot last night, hit it pretty hard. Mm -hmm. Um, But as far as inspiration goes, even to like do anything spontaneously or creatively, what gives you inspiration? Uh, Honestly, the inspiration comes from really kind of the same stuff I was saying yesterday, but a little bit different. It comes from me just being curious and exploring about the stuff that I like and the stuff that I'm interested in. Like, I just want to talk about things that I'm interested in learning about and also things that I particularly enjoy, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, like album reviews or like discussions or things of that nature, you know, anything, even just talking, even just talking hoops, you know, man. So it's like, so it's like whatever, whatever really I feel like talking about, that's kind of what inspires me because it, it's, it often comes out as something that not only do I want to learn more about, but I also want to get the information that I have out or the perspective I have out to as, to as many people as possible, just because, you know, like I, you know, I, I, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm always right. Like I'm definitely not always right, but I think if I get my perspective out there, I think it, it gives people a way to think at things differently and look at things differently. And maybe, maybe they'll change their mind. Maybe they agree with me. Maybe they don't, but um, at the end of the day, I feel like if I just put my side out there um, on whatever stance it is that I that I'm educated on, that you know, there's there's going to be some there's going to be some feedback, and you know, hopefully, it's a learning process. At the end of the day, I just want people to look at the content I get, I give to them, and be like, you know what, that was worth it because I pulled I pulled something from it. You know, it was it wasn't just uh, it wasn't just something that I listened to because. I enjoy the person, like, even though I'll take that compliment, but I want you to get some kind of food for thought. I want you to get some substance, you know what I'm saying? So that's oh, kind of yeah. like the driving inspiration for me when it comes to creating content. Like, what about, what, is it the same with you or is it? Yeah, I would say my uh, my inspiration kind of touches along the same lines uh, as far as that. When you're putting out content, when you're putting in the work, you want people to get that and we, you want them to digest it. And mm-hmm. You want them to kind of like regurgitate it back to you, whether that's, by giving you subscribe to your feed, whether it's yeah. giving you some shout outs on social media, whatever it is, you want to make sure that your message is resonating. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's so huge because that's why we do this because we want to get, you know, we got, want to get feedback. And I think that in a huge way is inspiration back to us, even if it's negative reinforcement, you know, whatever, we're going to get some haters out there. That's fine. It's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing. Um, yeah. But I think just getting that feedback, getting that substance back, um, and seeing it come full circle, I think that's huge as far as inspiration goes. Yeah, man. I, I agree, man. Uh, there's nothing more inspiring to me than uh, than just conversing with people and getting getting my thoughts out there. Like I really just I'm I'm inspired by I'm inspired by my own by my own thoughts and like and like learning. So getting my ideas out there is, is something that I really enjoy and you know, at the end of the day, the way I look at it is I'm just I'm just kicking it on a podcast, talking about the shit I love, hip hop and basketball. Like that's it. That's all it is for me at the end of the day. So that's kinda another huge inspiration for me. Yeah, and see if that makes you happy, if that gets you up in the morning, you know, to be able to do that. Hundred percent to be able to talk about whatever you want, to be able to do whatever you want to do. Um, if that gets you up in the morning, that's that's something that's inspiring you. Just the vision of doing it, just the vision of and just the whole practice of it. Um, being a part of the process, you know, really putting out whatever you want to do, whatever makes you happy at the end of the day, that's what you got to do. And you got to try your utmost to make sure you get those goals crushed. Yeah, man. A hundred percent. I'm with, I'm with you a thousand percent of the way, my boy. 
<laughs> That's how we like to have it out here, out here in Trill Pod. Let's get it. So, do you got any like key characters that maybe inspire you, like famous people, you know, inspirations, people you aspire to be? Anyone like that? Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the way I look at it is, I really have. Um, I, I have millions of idols. Like there's a lot of people I look up to and it can be for something that's as little and simple as just, you know, a little facet of their, of their overall image or what they do or what they make. Or it can be something like Peter Rosenberg, somebody who I just like the amount of respect he has in the hip hop community and just the way he's elevated and the content he makes and um, just how much he loves and hip hop loves him is something that I aspire to be like, I aspire to have, I aspire to have, you know, however far I go in this hip hop stuff, I want, I want people to, at the end of the day, just look at me and be like, you know what, that's a genuine person, you know, and that's somebody that I, I, I respect, I respect them, you know, like you don't have to agree with me or anything, but I just want to be looked at as somebody who's doing hip hop the right way and, and just kind of like talking about it the right way and just doing everything for the right reasons, not for the financial gain or any of that matter. So that's a huge thing. And that also applies to the basketball world. You know, I just want people to, I I want people to be like, man, this kid loves basketball. You know, like this kid could just talk about basketball for hours. Like Bill Simmons is to me, he's the pod father, man. He's like the king of the king when it comes to podcasting. And so he's like a huge inspiration, but you know, there's little things like, um, like, you know, I even draw inspiration from guys like Kendrick Lamar, who like, who like that work ethic, that level of like chasing greatness that he has within him and his desire to just never stop working and also be very critical of himself and only put out his best work. Um, I think the way he challenges himself is admirable. Same with LeBron James. Like I couldn't ask for, a better role model if I had a kid right now like if I had a kid growing up um you know and he was eight years old and he just started watching basketball nothing would make me happier in the world than saying that LeBron's his favorite player because LeBron's never gotten as much as a speeding ticket in life that we know of so like I mean he's been a total genuine person and he's a master at his craft and maybe the best of all time so it's like so it's like he's 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 reached the greatness but he's done it he's done it the right way too. And so he's somebody who's very admirable. And of course, you know, I, I idolize all the 04 Pistons, uh, the whole Piston staff as well. Like everything about that, about that franchise and the role it played for me growing up. So I could really extend it to a multitude of things, you know, like I can inspire from, uh, I, I can get inspired by, and I look up to a lot of people, honestly, at the end of the day, hundreds. Let's talk about LeBron James for a little bit, because uh, okay. like you said, he, the most he ever got. I don't want to don't want to diminish the uh, the shout out of the 04 Pistons either, because that's, that's those huge. are my boys who I look up to every single one of those gentlemen uh, in the picture when they're all uh, you know holding the trophy. Even yeah. the picture where they're all wearing the Ben Wallace afros, even Larry Brown. That is iconic. That yeah. shit is awesome. We should put fun. that on a big ass poster board and just throw that bitch down <laughs> in Detroit, right by the Little Caesars Arena. Hell yeah, that'd be hype shit. But yeah, as far as LeBron James goes, he has barely even a blemish on his career. And yeah. just him being able to, and he's kind of an anomaly. You know, you look at Kobe Bryant, you look at Tiger Woods, the kings of their game, the kings of their time in their sport. Um, they all have blemishes. They all have black marks against them. Um, at least a lot of them do. I'm not saying they all do. Mm-hmm. Um, but just what makes LeBron James the anomaly? What makes him the exception to the rule? 
uh, as far as being somebody that's super successful at the top of his craft, um, while also not having more than a blemish on his track record. What is yeah. what is to be said about that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's like I said, it's very admirable. It's something that I think we should all aspire to be, and I think it comes from I think it comes from a, a real lesson that's always regurgitated in hip hop, and that is, you know, like you have to have a good circle around you, and I think. I think that's really key. If you have a good circle around you, if you have a good group of people, like there's a lot of checks and balances, you know, I feel great about the people I have around myself. And, um, and, and, you know, I think, I think it really helps because it it kind of fosters an environment where you want to do the right things. And if you're not doing the right things, you have to have somebody in that group that will tell you you're not doing the right things. And I think, I think that's, I think that's something that can be a, a detriment to some players because, you know, I, and I empathize with those players. I empathize with any of the players, you know, like, um, like Tiger, who, who was a great player and all that. Like, you know how many people have been tell, calling that kid a prodigy since he was like eight, 10 years old, you know, like, so it's like so many people are feeding to this ego and, you know, it's like, it's like, how can you not, um, how can you not just like become something from that or be susceptible to something? So like, so like you know if you don't have the right people around you not saying that tiger didn't like you know maybe tiger just you know had his had his thing and you know he's in a position of power a position that we've never been in so you know it's it's also another thing that's hard to judge but you know i think it's i think it really comes from just keeping the right people around you and keeping people that can kind of check and balance you and and yourself having the discipline to be able to listen to that and be able to realize that okay you know i am a great I am a great because all these athletes that you mentioned, I mean, they are the top 1% of the world, like as far as athletes go. And I mean, you know, and, and in some eyes that makes them as far as humans go, they would be considered some of the, the best of the best humans to ever exist in the, in the history of the world. And so it's like, in some eyes, so it's like, so it's like, how can you not have some type of ego? How can you not, you know, have that? So it, it really takes, I think, extreme discipline and people around you that are that are willing to be honest with you and have trust with you and, and you have trust with them, you know? Yeah, for sure. What do you think some of the biggest temptations are for some of these athletes, some of these superstars um, that, and you know, they all, they all come from humble beginnings, you know, and that's the thing too, that has to be noted. Yeah. All uh, these guys come from hard times, you know, some cases. Yeah. Some uh, cases they do some. So yeah. Like what makes, what makes some, someone be susceptible to this and to be able to throw out everything that they learned, everything they came from, all their morals, values, et cetera, um, to when they are in a position of prestige, what makes somebody do that? And is it just too much for them to handle or like, like yeah, what is it? I think, I think it, I think it honestly is. I think some people can't handle it and, you know, and I think, and, and I think a lot of it's kind of unfair. Like, I feel like there's a lot of players in, in, in the NBA to kind of relate it to the scope that I know. I think there's a lot of star players that that honestly would just like to play basketball and then be non-existent, you know, outside that. Like, have their people around them, you know, like, live their life, live comfortably, whatever, like, all that. But they don't want all the celebrity and the pressure that comes with it, some, some players. And, you know, and that's totally understandable. So... Um, I feel I feel like that I feel like it's just a constant pressure of like of like I mean these guys go out to eat in a restaurant and kids are asking for pictures or or even grown men and women are asking for pictures you know and they're 
and, and these guys are sometimes even 19 years old and they're and they're superstars of the world and millions of people watch them so it's like so it's like to me it's just a it's a level of power that i just really think is uh is very hard to deal with and it's something that takes the right mindset to deal with and i can't even fault the player for having that for for falling to those capabilities because you know like i mean think about tomorrow if you were if you were suddenly in the shoes of a lebron james and you had the access and the ability to do whatever you want when you want you don't really got to think about it you know like it's hard to just kind of have things like uh, it's hard for the lines to not get blurred right like it's hard to make things it's hard to make things uh white and black you know things could get pretty gray when you when you have the ability to do what you want and you know and in some extents get away with it or whatever you want to call it so so i think i think it's really just a it's just a power it's a societal thing um i think humans like crave ego and crave acceptance from other humans but uh but with that comes a downside you know so i i think it's i think it's something that's real and uh it's something that like honestly i i empathize with the people that are put in those situations for for that you know yeah and i think that what that makes us and allows us to commend LeBron James even more for being given that ability, being given the opportunity to pretty much do whatever you want. I mean, within certain reason. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, you have that you have that power and being able to constrain yourself uh, and to kind of like bring yourself back uh, from that. The whole aspect of it. OK, yeah, I can do whatever I want, probably within reason. Mm-hmm. Um, am I going to use that power to help me or am I going to use it to work against me? I think that takes an even bigger person mm-hmm. uh, to use it to their benefit and to stay out of the, the limelight uh, in the bad in the bad regard. Yeah, you know? exactly. And like I said, you know, those lines can get blurred, you know, easily, easily very easily, easily. When you when you're told that nothing you can do is wrong and that if you do something like, you know, because let's not act like these these athletes aren't, you know, they don't have a level of a level of, of, I don't know if privilege is the right word, but they have, they have something that allows them to, you know, like get away with things that maybe a normal human being couldn't, you know, like, you know, they can, they can, you know, kind of live above the law in some aspects when you're at the top of the top to an extent. And I feel like, and I feel like that's just a dangerous thing because if there is nobody checking you, you know, like, how do you, how do you know, if nobody's telling you what's right and wrong, how do you actually know what's right and wrong? You know, and that's very true. And I mean, we can bring this even full circle with rappers and artists. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, YNW Melly just got indicted on murder charges, you know, like, and everyone's looking at his song Murder on My Mind, uh, you know, and we're kind of letting that, that's just one example. You know, you got Bobby Shmurda, you got 6 9 you got these guys that are getting in, even Blueface now, uh, getting in some legal trouble. Mm-hmm. Um and you kind of it kind of makes you wonder did anybody tell these individuals between well, right and wrong are they acting on their own are they getting fed certain influences from certain influencers you know like that's that's stuff these are the questions we got to be asking yeah uh, like, you know cuz it's very possible it's happening yeah like i think uh, i think melly's a different case though because i don't know if you heard this i actually didn't know this when i first started researching the whole melly case but he's actually schizophrenic Really, I had no idea. Yeah, see, I didn't, I didn't either until like I read, I read an article literally titled, and I won't name the publication because they're trashed and they shouldn't get promo for this. But they named their uh, article "Everything You Need to Know About Why Melly After He Got After He Gets Charged with Murder," 
And so I'm like, okay, for somebody like me who's only heard his music, you know, like that's that's a great thing to know. And never once did they mention that he's schizophrenic. Like he has interviews where he talks about his different the different people he is. Like he's got Melly and Melvin. Like those are two different people. Like he said, I think the quote exact quote was, or I, I won't go verbatim, but it was roughly along the lines of Melly is a good kid who likes to who likes to make music and Melvin is uh Melvin has to protect Melly from the evils of the world. So like that told me all I need to know is you know, like as far as that as far as that case goes, like if he did if he did murder those uh murder those people that he was alleged to murder, you know, that, that could be easily a case where Melvin thought that those people were wronging Melly and you know and like see see how quickly that can get th- those lines can get blurred and and then that becomes somebody that needs help not somebody that made a poor decision because of fame you know what I'm saying but you know and, and regardless of uh, of that fact like so excluding him um, you know as far as like Smyrta and six nine and stuff like yeah it's it's kind of crazy to think about like six nine is gonna be a really interesting story to talk about in hip-hop like 10 years down the line like i really wonder how many people are actually gonna really remember like because think about it if you didn't pay attention to hip-hop in 2018 you didn't know who you and you started paying attention to hip-hop this year or maybe in 2020 let's say because we got to let the court case play out so by 2020 if you start listening to hip-hop and whatever you don't know who Six Nine is, and you probably won't ever hear his name, other than like a rare, like one one time name drop, and then it'll be a joke that you just don't get because you don't understand because you don't know. But like he became that successful that fast. But think about in 2018, bro. We were all glued to everything this guy was doing every single day. We saw him on Instagram Live going in Chicago. What up, you pussies? Blah blah. blah. Like, y'all can't do shit without me. I'm a blood. Whatever. Like. And, like, he's going to Chicago after being threatened to get killed. And, like, he gets banned. Like, YG says, don't come to L.A. He's like, I'm in L.A., blow. What's up? What's cracking? You old-ass motherfucker. You ain't going to do shit, whatever. And, like, and I'm just like, oh, my God, this is this is going to be rough. And, you know, and, and now look at where it is. Like, just and the crazy thing was he was on Billboard all year in 2018. Like, he was charting, and he was just, like, this super, super famous guy, like, he was reaching astronomical levels of success and yet like in a year in literally a year he's gone and it's like and it's like it's over for him like it's over because he's snitching so if he doesn't go to jail so if he doesn't go to jail for life he's snitching and with snitching he's going to have to like he's literally going to enter witness protection programs like his music career is done like he's he's just he's done like he's straight up done and it's like it's crazy to think about all that he happened, and it's just like it is one hundred percent over for that guy. Yeah, that's, that's that's the story of six nine is really crazy, and they could even they could even have documentaries on this down the road. Yeah. Um, you know, just the interesting facts of it. Um, just because you say that we were basically fed spoon fed six nine's music and anything he touched within mm. twenty eighteen, and that's so true. We were fed that stuff whether we wanted to or not. You know, especially yeah. even on Snapchat, you'll see six nine pop up. You know, on the, you know, on the news tab. Um, every but day, yeah, yeah every you see day. everything. Yeah, something about the court case. But yeah, like a year from now, or even like later this year, you're gonna just be able to hear, you know, echoes of six nine a little bit. You'll hear snippets. 
And that's crazy to think about. It's crazy. He's a fly-by-night artist. Six months ago, before this whole thing came down, like, you would have thought, like, this guy was one of the biggest names in the music industry. Like, he was, you know. I mean, I was never going to put him on the the level of the Drakes and the Cardis and whatever, but, like, for that that year, for that moment, he was, like, just as hot as them. Like, it was crazy um, as far as, like, in America goes. I mean, because Drake's global. That's a whole other thing, but, like, even Cardi, as big as she is, like, I mean, Six Nine was like, Six Nine was like, you know, I'm the hottest artist in New York, and the Breakfast Club, that one of the best uh, hip hop New York publications or not publications, radio stations, was like, you know what? Maybe he's right. Maybe he is the hottest dude in New York. So it's like, so it's like he had that level of acceptance in hip hop, and um, maybe not acceptance, but he had that status within hip hop, that kind of power. And to be just gone like that and somebody that won't even be known is it to me it's the craziest rise and fall that I, that I've personally seen it and I I don't know if we'll ever see a crazier rise and fall than that one it was it's wild it is it really is too and where did I don't know if you know this or not but uh where did six nine get his beginnings his humble beginnings quote unquote uh, I'm doing air quotes yeah um you know, I really don't know much about his story. You know, I knew I know that he's a New York kid. Like, I think I think he grew up in Harlem, um, and I think really basically the story that I had heard, and I don't know the full story, but I heard you know he was basically a kid that was just like trying to make music and whatever, and like it wasn't really going anywhere. But that guy Shoddy, um, who he's now like on trial with and all that, that's the guy who like really want. It wasn't until he partnered with Shoddy that like he became Takashi Six Nine like this, and, and Takashi Six Nine is different from Daniel Hernandez, his real name, like that who he really is as a person. So it's like, so it's like you know, it, it it's it's kind of one of those things where I think he just met the right people and they put him in the position, you know. And I don't really know too much more other th- other than that, you know. There are people that it will even say he's an industry plant like Russ, you know, like it's. It's crazy, but um, yeah, shout out to Russ. He's an industry plant. Um, yeah. That's one of those conspiracies that I'm all in on, and I'm I'm dying on. I'm dying on a hill. Well, explain that conspiracy a little bit. I don't know if I'm following you. Okay, so Russ, who a lot of people know, um, he's another artist who kind of like popped off out of nowhere. He'll always fight you when you say that, but like his numbers, like if if you actually look at his numbers, it's like it's one of those scenarios where it's like, okay, really? Like, how did you get this big, this fast? Like, how did you, you know, perform at Staples Center, like in, in like the span of a year? And it's, and it just so happens that his father works at the label that he's signed to, that Russ is signed to. So like, I mean, come on, there's, there's, there's gotta idea. be something going on there. Yeah, and like, and like, also doubt. his music is not that good. Like his, like it's not that good to where like millions of people. But like the crazy thing is, is he does have, he does have, despite whatever, like you know, if you call him an industry planner, whatever, like he's he does have a crazy hard fan base, like a die hard loyal fan base. But like, yeah, he's he's an industry plant, bro. And and if he's not, he's still not good. So like, either way, my opinions on Russ, like Russ is a sucker, dude. Like this guy. This guy sent goons to jump Adam Twenty Two because Adam Twenty Two made memes about him. Like, and those memes were funny too. Like, you can't even if somebody makes fun of you, but it's actually hilarious. Like, you can't get mad. Like, you, you just can't. Like he he had this 
Adam 22 had this tweet and he's like um, on Halloween and he said, be careful parents. Uh, some sicko is handing out rust CDs like in the, in, um, in trick or treat bags or something like that. And like, it just went super, uh, it was super bad. And then he had this other one that was like, what would you rather have your kids? Uh, what would you rather have your kid be addicted to Zans or listen to Russ? And like addicted to Zans won like 88% to like 12%. Oh, he ran a, he ran a poll. Yeah, he it. ran a poll. It was so funny. Like he, he had some good ones. It's like, come on, like, bro, even if you don't like, th- those are just funny. And- See, yeah, you got to be able to laugh at yourself too. And the hardest thing for especially people, you know, like Russ, where they're sending people to go jump other people's people and shit, you know. That's child's play, you know? You got to be able to laugh at yourself. You could laugh at them. It's going to give it less uh, less amplitude for mm. the person that's telling the joke, the person that's making the memes about you. Um, but by sending people and getting all pissed off about it and letting yourself get butthurt about it, that's giving Adam22 in this, in this instance the dub. You're giving him the win because you're just letting him run away with that. And he's like, oh, yeah, now Russ is mad. He's not going to get... Adam 22 anyways, or even if he does, I mean, I'm sure Adam's got people on his side that would hit Russ even harder than he hit him, um, you know, or whatever that shit is. That beef is so fucking stupid, man. Like, we're talking about, we were just talking about 6ix9ine, you know, when he was in Chicago, oh, yeah. talking shit with Chief Keef. I don't know, man. I mean, there's a certain point to where the beef gets, you know, it's, it's good and it's in good taste, you know, and their beef or whatever, it's good for publicity, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but there's another po- point where it gets malicious, and it's just like, okay, guys, come on, what are we really doing here? We're at, we all got the same goals, we got all got the same, you know, places we want to be. You know, let's just coexist, let's be able to laugh at each other. So oh. it's it's all good. It's part of the game. You know, um, and I'm I'm sorry. Uh, I just no, found, you're good. I, was I done. just found as you were talking, I found that in Rust industry plan stuff because I knew there was more to it that I wasn't speaking on. Um, so the. The, the kind of the, the the talk is uh his dad owns an advertising agency that works with the label russ assigned to and also i remember him talking about his uh agent his booking agent like is is one of the premier booking agents like this booking agent booked like eminem tupac kanye like it was that level of booking agent and like he he tried to tell everybody that like all it was was like he sent him an email of one song and like that that booking agent you're telling me the booking agent that represented all those clients like really just fucked with you that one song you sent so much that he's like oh my god i gotta have this guy like come on stop it like russ's music is you know is is not that is not that good but yeah so um so yeah so that's the full that's the full russ story um, i gotcha there's also rumors about other artists, but I don't yeah. want to get into that. The thing with Russ, though, you know, you may hate him, you may love him. You know, I I, want, I don't want to say I'm a Russ fan. I listen to some Russ songs here and there. You know, I'm not a I'm not a complete hater. I don't want to say I'm a hater even. Uh, I'm just not really too interested. I'm not too into him um, as far as a, an artist goes. You know, being able to listen to it and take time out of my day to listen to it. Um, but what I will give Russ is he does have the ability to appeal to an audience he has a, the ability to retain that audience and he's got he's got the looks too you can't really take that away from him you know he's got the long flowing does, hair does you know it doesn't do it for you i know it doesn't do it for you it doesn't really do it for me either um but i mean you got to think those ladies got to love it you know what i mean they do and I that's, mean, his, that's a big it? part of his fan base i mean what lady doesn't love a dude she can put her arm over his head on on top of his head on like using <laughs> as an armrest this dude's like literally five two five three like, yeah, he's a short dude. Yeah, he's, that that is a 
That is a big flop. Yeah, man, That's something sucks. you can't relate to, right, Chris? No, not at all. I was five three in like the sixth grade, so <laughs> I've been I've been taller than Russ. But uh, anyways, enough about Russ, man. I don't want to talk about that guy. Enough about Russ. Yeah. Is there any other artists that really got themselves into any pickles, at least in like 2018, that you can think of? Kanye. <laughs> Kanye. Yeah. Kanye for his. Uh, he loves his beef though. His little beef trips. You know, oh, yeah. like that. But that's part of his publicity, you know. Yeah. What I mean, that makes people buy Yeezys, you know. That makes people pay two, three hundred bucks for a white T-shirt. Yeah, it does and it doesn't, you know. Like it does with certain demographics, but it like I think it really. And I'm speaking ignorantly because I don't know the numbers, but I think I I really think that the publicity that Kanye's gotten has not been favorable. Like, sure, I mean, a couple people probably bought some stuff from him because of all the shit that he was saying, and like some people paid attention to him that weren't paying attention to him anymore but like he was kanye west man like this guy was our generation's michael jackson like he he was that level musically talented and you know for the fact that um that he had to do all he felt he had to do all these antics is stupid and like you know chance has always said and a lot of people that are close to him have always said things like um he looks at things like hundreds of years in the future meaning like he looks at the stuff he's doing now as a blip on the timeline and like, so I fully believe that there's going to be, well, I don't know if he'll be able to pull it off because of what he did, but, uh, but I think he's trying to go with this next album, with this next route. I think he's trying to go the, re- the redemption route and that like people are going to want to like look at that last album as uh yay and look at it like 10 years in the future and be like, that was when Kanye was crazy. And like they, and so I think Kanye's going to try and make that shift back to what he was, um, you know. And also, you know, like he's like he's living a different world, man. He's with the Kardashians, like that's a whole nother level. I mean, we talk about famous celebrity; it doesn't get it doesn't get bigger than that. It doesn't. Kylie wakes up, sells a makeup kit, and makes like I don't know, like forty million dollars or some shit. Like Kim K can drop. <laughs> Kim K can drop a pic on Instagram and the world stops. Like it's it's a different level of power and influence that they have, and as a result, you know you're eliminated from society. Like, when's the last time Kanye West went grocery shopping? I don't know the answer. Tell you. I don't know the answer. But if somebody said like, you know, five seven years, however long he's been married to Kim K, longer than that, I'd believe it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like. It, there's something about the everyday things uh, that kind of like humble you in a way, I feel like. And I feel like removing yourself from that can kind of like lead to that that level of entitlement, that power and whatever. And, you know, and, and like I said, Kanye is doing a lot of these antics on purpose. Like he's not, I don't think he truly believes everything he's saying. I think he just is finding ways to create controversy because he wants everybody to talk about him and promote his sneakers, promote his music, whatever. So, um, so yeah, so Kanye is somebody who definitely got himself up, excuse me, some bad publicity within the last, within the last year in hip hop. And it hurts me as a yay fan. When you say Kanye was acting crazy, what, what do you mean by that? Like specifically, I know he did a lot of stuff. Just, just a lot of the hypocrisy of it. Like the way he was hopping around and like, he was like, oh, man, like Donald Glover is a free thinker. And it's like, bro, Donald Glover has been on this wave of creativity for years now. Like the fact that you're just now catching on to how woke childish Gambino is or Donald Glover, whatever you want to call him, 
is like that just shows you how far removed you are so it's like things like that but then it's like things like um you know like even in his politics like his political views were switching all throughout and it's like whatever you know whatever you believe you believe but um you know but at the end of the day like if if he he kept flopping back and forth well what about this what about that like you know and like and he and he talked about you know and i can kind of relate to it he likes to talk and he likes to hear other people's ideas and he likes he likes to get ideas that he thinks of instantaneously he likes to get them out there and get the reaction like maybe not necessarily even for publicity just for the fact that he wants to he wants to see how he wants to gauge how people feel like if that thought that he had instantaneously whether he thought about it for weeks months years or whether he thought about it for a half a second and put it out there he wants people to he wants to see what people think of those thoughts like he's somebody who constantly likes to see what other people think like he's 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 known to just scroll through instagram and like read comments endlessly and like all these things so like he's somebody who's really curious about other people's perceptions and so um and and so like it, he just did a lot of things that were just absolutely crazy and hypocritical too like honestly so you know so that was like a big turning point with um you know some people hated him just because of his endorsement of trump and you know and that's one thing but like the but like to me it was really what drew the line was a lot of the hypocrisy and a lot of the you know and a lot of just the the kind of antics where it was like where it was like it felt like you were only doing these things because of promotion you know and because of a moment and like you know, he kept telling everybody, oh, I'm going to talk about Trump on my album. I'm going to, I'm going to like, it's all going to make sense when the music comes out. Number one. Okay. Come on. Like you're going to, you're going to drum up all this publicity and then you're going to give us the answer through your product that we have to consume. So that's obviously a money grab. But then like, then beyond that, it's like, it's like we got the album and he didn't mention Trump once. Like all, yeah. he, like the only thing he mentioned was he mentioned the TMZ thing, but all he mentioned was, can you imagine what, um, he said, I said, slavery is a choice. I said, how, yay. Uh, what was the next line? It was something like, um, it was something like, oh yeah, imagine if they caught me on a wild day and that was it. And that was over. So like, he didn't address any of his controversies at all. Like he didn't explain himself, but he kept telling everybody leading up to the project. Oh, it's all going to make sense. It's all going to make sense. Like every, everything I'm doing now has a purpose just watch and it's like okay we came we consumed your product you got the money we didn't get the answer we were looking for so like it was a lot of hypocrisy and uh things like that that i think turned a lot of people off to kanye not necessarily the trump antics yeah i think so too yeah and you know he might have done a lot of things i remember when he was beefing with drake uh really he yep. was he was his keyboard or where his phone whatever he was on had to be smoking just the the intensity and the oh, yeah. you know capacity to where he was tweeting it was minutes yeah sometimes in the same minute he'd be tweeting um you know just crazy stuff and i think that and a lot of the yeah. things he said was were 100 percent true but it's like but it's like you know that it's it's that adage of like you know john like you're dope as hell i think you're dope as hell but i'm but like thank you but if I don't want you saying you're dope as hell. I don't right, want, yeah, you I don't don't want, want you to go on the podcast and be like, yo, check me out. I'm John. I'm dope as fuck. That's why I'm good. It has it. way less value, too, when you yeah, do that. It does. You and know, so, it doesn't hold as much weight when you're saying it and piping yourself up. Exactly. Like let other, like he was saying, that if if it wasn't for me, there'd be no Drake. That's 100% true. That's 100% fact. But he didn't need to say that. People, but, people that knew that 
Yeah, exactly. already knew that, and he didn't have to say it. But the fact that he said that diminishes the value of it. Exactly. And then he I said, totally agree if, I, if I died tomorrow, all your favorite artists would do tribute songs. That's 100% right. If Kanye died tomorrow, tragically, you know, like the music world would be grieving. Like everything about Kanye would suddenly be rewritten as, oh man, like this guy really fell off the deep end, poor Kanye. It would, it would turn from fuck Kanye, cancel Kanye, all this cancel bullshit to it would be, it would be, oh my God, poor Kanye. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you know, he went through some things. He was struggling with some demons and like all that. And it's like, no, he wasn't like, like, no, no, you don't think that I shouldn't say no, he wasn't. I should say, no, you don't believe that. Like you were, you were just trashing him on your timeline like three months ago. So now that, you know, he's passed all of a sudden he's, he's a musical genius and he changed the game. It's like, come on, like people are so fucking corny with that shit. So like, so like he's a hundred percent right when he says if he passes away tomorrow, every artist is doing a tribute, including Drake. Drake would a hundred percent do a tribute of Kanye West. Yeah, you know, but I feel like if I'm an artist, even if I'm a big artist like Drake or you know whoever not whoever I am, um, if I see that tweet where he says like let's just say hypothetically, he's like all right, if I die tomorrow, everyone's gonna be making tribute songs about me. Then he did die tomorrow and fulfilled the prophecy. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that would. People seeing that tweet would make them not make a song just because he's like, oh, he's piping himself up. Why would I? Why would I do that for him? You know, maybe they, maybe they still would. Maybe they still would. Who knows? Um, but I don't know. I just, yeah, I get what you're it saying. It takes away from a lot. I get really what you're takes away. Sorry, from one it. second. That's a call. I got to decline that. Um, uh, but yeah, business so, calls. Yeah, business business calls for show. But uh, but yeah. So like with with Kanye, man, it's it's you're right. You know, there there would be a section of people, but I think it would I think it would be something like I think it would be something like uh the instant reaction would be grief and then after some people would process it and feel that way or some people would from the jump and um and beyond that, you know, and beyond that, you know, who knows, like but you're you're right, like if it happened that exact day or like the next day or the next week or something, I feel like people would, you know, kind of like take the take that route some people would but still for the most part at the end of the day i think you know everybody's passing would be a tribute like oh I mean, yeah like definitely it'd be sad either way i mean this is hypothetical right. maybe it's even wrong we're type talking in hypotheticals no, about it but. no we're not because we're not you know number one we're not wishing death on kanye not like the cancel culture is like man you see the tweets about kanye it's nasty what people say like oh people, yeah the ruthless people get so mean in this world and i just don't understand it but um but like you know, so number one, we're not doing that. And all we're doing is actually we're just saying, you know, the fact of the matter is if he were to pass, like people would recognize him as a great. And we're more so pointing out the hypocrisy of others necessarily than him. And his only flaw is that he's the one advertising it and saying it, not like somebody else. Like if I were to say that, if I were to say that or somebody, let's let's give somebody who's more credible than me. Like if Ebro were to say that. You know what I'm saying? Like, if Ebro were to say exactly what Kanye said, people would be like, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. If anybody, if anybody else said it than him. Yeah. That's all it is. That's all it is, is people want everybody to be humble. People want superstars to be humble. And it goes back to everything we talked about, this full circle, right, of power, right? Like, when you get to that level of power, like, there's not only is it is it hard for you to deal with that power, but it's also hard for people to, to relate with that power. Like that, like people don't, people don't really like people that are super arrogant. There's very few people that are no, super arrogant. There's no reason to like someone that's super arrogant. 
Right. Even though, even though on the surface you should admire them because they're successful and they're driven and all that stuff, like those that can get thrown out the window real quick. Yeah, those are good, those are qualities that like they objectively deserve credit for. But if you act like a douche, I'm with you. Like I don't give, I don't care about you, and I don't, you know, and I don't care about your success or anything. If you're if you're a horrible human, you're a horrible human, and that and it stops right there. So, but like, there's a fascination of like regular people like us want these superstars to be humble, and sometimes, sometimes it's just not realistic when that dude's walking around and everything they're doing. That that guy or girl, everything they're doing is one hundred percent is like praised, yeah. you know. Like everything, everything an artist is doing or an athlete is doing or whatever, everything they're doing is praised, sun up to sun down. You got people telling you, "Yo, you're the dopest. Your shit is awesome. Like you're changing lives. This, this, and that." Like, how can you? How can you not feel away? How can you not feel like you got the sauce? You know. What I I'm mean, saying? yeah, but I feel like it goes back to the whole point where they get held in such a brighter and such a higher position um, when they are humble, because yeah. that that tells us, okay, these we're just regular people, you know, whatever. We're looking up to this person that is super high social status, um, and they're also still humble. They recognize what they got. They got their power. They got the recognition. Um, whatever it is, and they're still humble on top of that. I feel like that's just the icing in the cherry on top, um, for me at least. You know, yeah. whenever I see somebody that's up and high and mighty, uh, and they're humble about it, I, I, you it's know, I admirable. like them. I yeah, I admire them a whole lot more than I did beforehand, or especially I admire them a lot more than if they were not like that and arrogant and ass, being an asshole. You know. Yeah, exactly, man. But I mean, that's just that's just obvious, though. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's, you know, partly them. That's also partly us mere mortals being like, we want these people, we want these people to in some aspects, we want in some way to connect with these great people, you know, we want to, we want to be able to connect with them at the end of the day. Like, that's all it is. Exactly. Exactly. um, So yeah, man, inspiration and power and all that stuff. It's crazy, crazy. man. It really makes your head spin, doesn't it? It does. Uh, when you sit down and think about it, look at the greats, um, look at people who you aspire to be um, yeah. like, you know, and everything. And we all have those people in our in our life. Yeah. So, you know, it's really important to note those people and uh, tell even them. how to critique them, too. Yeah. yeah. And tell, also tell them, like, yeah, tell the tell people them, yeah. that you're inf- I, I love. Yeah, because people. that's a huge, huge compliment for somebody. Yeah. Yeah, like if you, you say you're inspired by them, it's just like that's I, everything. That's I world. love giving praise. Like when I talked to Peter Rosenberg, and I and I I did like the first thing I did was like I was like, man, hey, I just want to say like thank you. Like you don't realize how influential you are, but you are super influential to me. And like you know that probably made his day, made and, his year. You know, that. and and like you know, it, and even if it didn't, like it, he earned that. Right. Yeah. And you, he, and you felt good saying that. Yeah. And, and it was I, heartfelt. And I, felt, and I, yeah. And I felt good saying that. So like, I always love, you know, like the fact that I had Justin Hutt on my podcast, like that's somebody I really, really look up to. Like his content he makes is awesome. The respect he has in hip hop is awesome. Um, he's somebody who really challenges my, my thinking when it comes to hip hop. So like, I really respect him, you know, like there's certain, there's certain people that like, you know, when I, when I tell them that like, it's, it's genuine and, I think that's, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's weird that some people look at that as, as a bad thing. Some people look at that as corny. It's like, it's like, why? Like these people earned that. And you know, if, if the, those people inspire you, like let, let them know. Definitely let them, let know. them know. Definitely. Well, yeah. good deal. Good deal. I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Chris, 
you got any last words for the people no man that was a good psa man uh tell your tell your inspirators tell everybody that uh, that you inspire and that you draw influence from tell them like really if you ever get the the, the, the chance to meet them or to talk to them or interact with them let them know uh, and you know and just let them know that whatever they did is impactful because i believe at the end of the day you know everyone's a human so you know by doing that that i mean that feels that feels good you know i had an interaction like that on, on a on a much smaller scale and it, it honestly blew my world away when when i had somebody tell me that the things that i do inspire them and like that my specific podcast like inspires them and things of that nature and it was That's like huge. and it was a really a it was really a humbling feeling you know like it was it was a feeling of wow like i like it, it it's a feeling it's a sense of purpose you know so definitely i definitely uh i definitely encourage that psa to be uh to be spread definitely definitely give them uh give the people who deserve it the flowers while they still can don't be one of those people that's tweeting about them when they're gone be one of those people that talks to them or, or tells them or tries to tell them while they're here and while they can see it words to live by words to live by i definitely need to do that too uh, people that inspire me you know and, and just like you said someone told you that uh, they were inspired by you and your actions like mm -hmm. that's huge that probably made your year here and yeah. there you know what it, i mean that makes you that gives you hungry and that gives you bringing it full circle it gives you more inspiration to do what you're doing it really and does. do it even better it does man it really does that's really awesome well dope guys uh thank you again for tuning in with us uh it's been great having you great talking to you um i'm gonna drop all the socials down below like i always do make sure to check us out there on ig uh check out chris and i check out chris's podcast strictly hip-hop strictly hoop talk you yes, already know sir. uh and make sure to check out trill pod now on spotify too. yes sir uh, that's a now big deal on spotify uh, yeah i was actually checking it while we were even talking here and it is now up uh, okay so that's that's dope we're up. live we we live baby we live we're here Let's get it. so so check us out on there check us out on our socials um but yeah thanks again guys for tuning in this is trill pod i'm john j the second and have a great night Steel sun, steel sun, you can feel the bullets from my steel sun, steel sun, you can feel the bullets from my steel sun, steel sun.